Proper social distance shit talking. Spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go that shit. Episode 98. Man, we are creeping up on 100. (laughs) Getting close. Yikes. So uh, the more things change the more things seem to be staying the same, huh, fellas? So who's ready for Lockdown 2, the viral boogaloo? (laughs) Could be the Delta boogaloo. Lockdown 2, die harder. Could be that. (laughs) Die quicker. (laughs) Also, we got to talk about Jimmy, our social media intern. He has stirred it up again, not only with the right, but with some legacy musical acts, multi-genre. A shit posting by Little Jims. There are things that I have learned from Jimmy's threads just on recording day today. So you think Jimmy's just trolling? No, he's providing public service. Well, <laughs> does, does Jimmy have to come in for a performance review from time to time? I don't know how interns work. We don't pay him, so. Oh, uh, okay. We're not charting his progress. It's a right to work <laughs> state. We can fire him whenever we want. He has no protections. And if he tries to join the intern union, we'll fire him all. Oh. I mean, I don't know why he, we would fire him. We don't pay him. He's an intern and we work him like a mule. So it's valuable experience. Yeah. We don't want him dragging down the brand, though. You know, if he, I mean, if he goes well, off the rails and turns Christian or something, that could be bad. You know, anybody so. drags the brand down better than us, then they need to be dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> He's stepping on toes at that point. And on that note, I'm drinking. I, I went to the back of the fridge for the tall bottle. Monday night, situational ethics. I'm sure Jerry's had this one. This is the Maple Scotch Barrel Age S'mores Imperial Stout. I'm sure Jerry's had this. I, I've heard you of know, this you, one, so. you know, You may not, though, Don, because they all have like the same kind of like Taco Bell ingredients. Like, yeah. they're, they're just like in different orders. Like, right, that's right, maple yep. scotch, or is it the rye bourbon barrel aged? In this one, it was the name of the beer that I recognized. Oh, yeah, I've... that's a series, Situational Ethics, right, yeah. Oh, that, that's a series of beers they do? Yeah. Ye- yes. Oh, so I may not know this particular one then. Okay. They're all dark as our hearts. Yes, <laughs> especially on a night like tonight. And this one uh, goes in at 13.9 because I guess 14% is illegal in Georgia. Is that it? Correct. 13. Yeah, so 0.9, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nod, nod. So I'm drinking Coffee Shop Assault Vehicle. Have not heard of this one. It is a Imperial Double Coffee Stout from the heathen's favorite Minnesota brewery, ah. Lupulin in Big Lake, Minnesota. 
It is 9%, and it's only a tall boy. Only. Only. Can't quite compete with the 13.9 biggin. And I'm having... Uh, Jerry, have you ever heard of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, this is something that you mentioned... On the show, I, I know recently, I got the 19 Crimes with Snoop Dogg on the label. Probably the same wine, a couple dollars more a bottle because he's on the label. It's a red blend, 19 Crimes. Suck it, Jeff. This one's 14.1. <laughs> you wimp. <laughs> well, that's legal for wine. What's really cool about this one, and this is going to go over great on a auditory medium, but not only do they have Snoop Dogg on the bottle, they got Snoop Dogg on the cork. Dang, that's a collectible. Oh, you collect the corks anyway, don't you? And I collect corks anyway. Looks so. a little like Che Guevara. I, that's who I thought it was at first, because it came out upside down. <laughs> I was like, what the? <laughs> that would have been great. I've actually had that. I thought it was pretty good. I'd get it yeah. again. And Snoop Dogg, I, I think I could imagine what that might pair well with then. And, you know, it's funny because it mentioned Snoop Dogg once. This is one of the few that I actually read the entire description of the wine. Uh, and it mentioned Snoop Dogg once. It did not ever mention what grapes they used to blend to make the wine with. It's just a red blend. But they, it never mentioned, you know, a lot of them will have the different percentages on it. This one, nothing. Whatever's left in the barrel. You don't need to know. <laughs> so, have you felt that we kind of turned back the clock in some ways in the last two weeks. I don't think till as usual, sitting down, I fully appreciated how much things have moved in the wrong direction from a COVID perspective in just the last couple of weeks, particularly since school started in Fulton, I think, or Atlanta today. But the rest of them go back, what, next week? Next week, yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Yep, in Cobb County, no mask at this point. No, no, no that's not true, Jeff. Masks are optional. Optional. Oh, that's right. Masks yeah. Are optional. Just like the vaccine. If you're one of those libtards, then you can wear your damn mask, but we'll point you out. You can, but depending on where you are, you get called out for doing that. That's what I was kind of suggesting. Yeah. So how, I mean, maybe you haven't thought about it, but how have you handled it? Because it's forced me to kind of think, okay, I'm going to wear a mask indoors all the time now. Has that been a conscious process or do you just kind of in denial like not going to think about it till i actually go out no for sure i'm rethinking those same kind of things like i don't want to go back into a restaurant indoors because that's going to be a pretty bad environment nobody's going to have a mask on there while they're eating same thing with breweries i'd be very nervous about going to an indoor only place at this point if they have outdoor space you know i would be fine with that the other consideration too is our meetup group has been doing a once a month in-person gathering at various restaurants and well we thought we turned a corner <laughs> well you know, right and so now extent. i'm a little bit nervous about venues for doing that i know you've talked about keeping them outside and all the rest of this have you even thought about discontinuing them again for a while well i mean it, a lot of it kind of depends on how things continue to, to go here but i mean if it's outside and just kind of us gathered around but you're, there's still a percent of risk there. I mean, you know, because you don't know about the workers or, you know, people, you know, there, there's still a lot of question marks in my mind as far as if, you know, that's worth the potential risk. I mean, or are there ways you can do it, quote unquote, safely? So, because I would hate to go back to 
isolation bubbled in totally. Lockdown. Well, you shouldn't have to totally, but what's between totally and safe? Well, and, and that's kind of the problem. There's a whole lot of conflicting information out there. And the press has always done a bad job on when variants come out. They use the term highly transmissible Hang without on, I'm having... Gonna, I'm going to do this before you mention it. Ding. That's what? a twiv ding. We pre-dinged you. We pre-dinged pre oh, you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you got yeah. one in the bag. You can use and we won't ding you. It's a freebie. Oh, well, that's not quite as fun. But hey, whatever. So yeah, I mean, there is not a lot of solid evidence on being highly transmissible versus the prior variants and things like that, including... Delta. Now, there's been some studies that are trying to say uh, you have a you know higher viral load, but again, that's you know one study done in China, and you know there's some holes that were kind of poked in that. The main issue is stupid human behavior. That is the main thing that's driving any variant, especially the Delta one right now. Because when that hit, it was around July 4th. Wasn't that when Biden said, basically, mission accomplished kind of thing? Well, that's what he was shooting or that for. That was, was his date. That was his yeah. date to get X number right. of people vaccinated by. Right. You know. And if you look at the graph, as far as COVID cases, it was like two weeks following the 4th of July, because that's when everybody, yep. that was kind of the big holiday everybody got together. 4th of July seemed to be when everybody kind of, okay, it's okay to go back outside again. Well, not just back outside. As long as you're vaccinated, you can take off your mask and life is normal again. Well, and CDC, I can't remember the date that they did that. That was prior to Biden saying that, I think. That the problem with doing that, is, and we knew it was going to happen, is all the un unvaccinated people say, well, shit, I'm not going to wear a mask either then. Yeah. Who's going to know if I'm vaccinated or not? But those folks never wanted to wear one anyway. No. Right. They thought the people wearing masks were sheep. Yeah. Stores like Kroger would have a sign requiring masks for everybody. And yeah, you'd always have a few people that were not wearing them or nosing yeah. it. But as soon as that sign came down, or no, they had a sign that said vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask. Well, then you went in there, hardly anybody no, was wearing a mask. It's like, yeah, I don't think with the the vaccine rate in Cobb County being, what, 40% or whatever, I don't think all these people are vaccinated. I bet about 60% of them aren't on average. So that's when things dropped. And so, you know, the, the virus is going to have a heyday under those kind of conditions. People getting together, people going out to restaurants, bars, no masks. It's a field day. Why then, and this would be my complaint with TWIV, they dive so deep and muddle the message or make the message so complicated that no one can follow it. Mm -hmm. TWIV or CDC? TWIV. They cast doubt on everything. Everything. Okay, so personally, when they go into crowded spaces and outdoor or, you know, indoors, outdoors, they wear masks. So they're erring on that side as well. But what they're saying is, show me the documentation that this is a, a more dangerous or a more highly transmissible variant. I mean, still you want to... But why? That is an entirely mixed message. Wear your masks, but prove this to me. And by the way, very few people are on the level of those guys. Yeah, the average public, they, they're not going to get that deep into the minutiae of it. They're not even But close. explain right. to them that the people that are dying are mainly the unvaccinated. I mean, in Maryland, we talked about this. It was 100% in June were all unvaccinated cases. No matter what state you're in, it's a very, very low number of people that are hospitalized or dying that have been vaccinated. That's easily understandable. 
Right. And so for me, it's kind of, I have to kind of navigate between the worlds, between, you know, what you hear, you know, in the media and what these guys are saying. Another good example, too, is the term breakthrough cases. And, you know, when the media uses that term, it scares the shit out of a lot of people because they think, oh, this vaccine is not working. And so that kind of also drives people that are been, the, you know, the vaccine hesitant going, well, why should I get it if, it, if it's not working, if there's all these breakthrough cases? Explain what you mean by breakthrough cases. Is somebody yeah. that has been vaccinated and so then contracts? That, that, that they test positive, okay? The vaccine was never you know, designed as a blockade yeah. for the virus. There's only one other virus they mentioned that has that capability currently. Uh, the measles or polio, I can't remember which one. The sterilizing immunity. So, you know, what this does is it kicks in the uh, neutralizing antibody. So, yes, you're going to get virus in your nasal passages if you took, and, and, you know, a lot of people have tested positive, and, and that's when they say it's a break. Because that's case. where they test it. Yeah, but, you know, your antibodies, as soon as that gets in there, are going to start activating and destroying the virus. So, and that's why the chance of anybody that's vaccinated getting severely sick, going to the hospital, or dying is very remote. That Those numbers still stand up. But I'll just, probably good thing, just speak for myself. I'm not as concerned about getting like ventilator sick since I've been vaccinated. The idea though of getting COVID and what it can do to you or the fact that you have it in your system, that's my concern is I don't want it living in my body at all. And the TWIV guys or anybody that talks to that level of detail, put me in the the crowd with like the 150 million people that just want a simple well, maybe 75 million people, the other 75 million people voted for Dotard, want a simple do this to stay safe and stay away from places and people that do X. And whether it's more transmissible or more viral load or all of the caveats, the amendments to the messaging, I don't want to hear it. Because well, I, and I, because I, because it's not actionable. And I agree. It's like I don't want, even though I assume I have good protection. Now I'm in the, you know, in this, in my almost my mid sixties now, so my immunity system is is on the wane. So, but you should have it both ways because you had it, had it right, had and, it, and, and you, had the double, dose. and then had the vaccine. Right, science says that's good protection. Your science, but that right, yeah. Uh, but that Twist being said. Science is I don't know that I'd necessarily want to give my vaccine a workout. You know what? Great right. way to put it. That's actually right. what the CDC should say. Right. Everybody would understand that. The same thing is you, you wear seatbelts, but you don't go around slamming into brick walls on purpose. Right. Hey, let's go see if my airbag works. They say it does. I don't trust the science. Right. <laughs> and since my first encounter with the virus was in a crowded, unmasked store before we knew about masks, before we really <laughs> knew about the virus... I know how you get that stuff. It was that kind of environment. Yeah, I think at this point, I don't know if I necessarily want to go into a indoor, very packed place with a lot of people that are potentially unvaccinated. What was the restaurant in East Atlanta that... Argosy. Argosy, yeah. that, that said you have to have your vaccine in order to come in. It's like, so I would go to a place like that. By the way, the owner got death threats soon after. Probably by people who have never ate there and, and probably will... Now, obviously, we'll never eat there, but could probably not, would have never eaten there in their life. Could not right. find East Atlanta on a map. Oh, there no. There you go. Uh-uh. No way. And have no intention of venturing Ever. inside the perimeter. No. You're not going to wear your Trump hat down in East Atlanta, guy. Okay? So that's the part of this 
that actually gives me more anxiety than staying away from the virus. Which part? The divisiveness? That, the stridency of the anti-mask crowd, the organization of the anti-mask crowd, the fact that it turns Congress into even like more of a shit show. Like when that moron from Texas... Which one? Because they got a few. Uh, sorry, Chip Roy this time. Texas, you know, they kind of cornered the market a little bit on, on them. Well, they've definitely exported it to, to other places. But he's the one that got on the, the floor and basically tried to shut the House of Representatives down over a mask mandate. And then you've got the QAnon wacko from Colorado that like threw a mask at a journalist. And these people are digging in. But you only dig in for a fight. And now, didn't they mandate masks at the Capitol? At least yeah, they have inside, for the House. It, right, I'm, inside the House chambers. Right. And now, does that cover the Senate as well, too, or just the House? Uh-uh. Just the I House. I don't know what the rules are there. I think it's just that one side. It might not be as controversial on the Senate side. Well, there was somebody wearing a red. He had to move into the camera to show that it wasn't a Make America Great Again. It was a We the People hat. Uh, I think he's from Alabama, a Republican congressman. I saw where he was talking about how it's mandatory to wear them in the House side, but when you go over to the Senate side, you don't. He's not sure what the difference is for COVID between the two House chambers. Probably the Senate's been more vaccinated, I, I would guess. Not that they, they make up their own rules, apparently. They do? Because yeah. it is a yeah. different body? Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah, I would assume also if you looked at, uh, we should look that up, but I bet you there's a lot more people that are vaccinated on the Senate side than the uh, Well, they'll never say, though. They'll never say. HIPAA. They kind of, a few of them put their toes in the water to kind of encourage people to get vaccinated. Yeah, McConnell was talking about the polio vaccine and stuff and and trying to get down homesy and, and make it personal. You know, my grandfather had it and he spent his... From age 12 on, he had braces on both legs and two canes, and he was, by modern definition, completely disabled from polio. Even if he wasn't, I've been vaccinated a lot, managed to get this far without a vaccine killing me. But the people who are now, and and it's funny, I talked to a, a former work colleague who said her sister will not get the vaccine. And I think she's, uh, 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 Jeff, earmuffs. I think her sister's evangelical. Oh, no. And I asked her, and this is kind of the question I ask everybody that I come across like that is, have they always been? Or are they a nouveau anti-vaxxer? Like, are they, and I, by the way, I think these people are going to be anti-vax going forward. I don't think this is a one-off. I think Mm. this is like a starter pack. And I don't Mm. think it's going to be all vaccines up until this point are okay. And and this one and everything forward is bad. I think it's going to regress to you're going to have more unvaccinated children. Definitely. Jeff, you're awfully quiet during this part. It makes me, uh, that concerns me. I'm just ruminating on on this. So, okay. So one, one question I had for you, Jerry, is so... Well, I'm not sure how to say this. So it, you're, you were thinking about you were having to go back into the office at some point? Yep, Tuesday. Oh, okay. So you're like the kids going back to school next week. You no start doubt. back in the office uh, next okay. week. Okay, and, and they've not changed any of the rules saying that we suggest you wear a mask while you're inside? Or? Yeah, what's, what's the policy? Shrug emoji. Yeah, there you go. Because right now it is, well, there, you know what? There really, there really isn't now that I think about it. I think they... If you haven't been vaccinated, you should wear a mask. Mm-hmm. But the rules are are quite quite loose. 
So they're not asking for evidence of vaccination. So basically anybody can go without There's a mask. There's no, yeah, you don't have to no prove you're asked. vaccinated or wear a mask. You're just, it's honor system. Well, there are certain states that kind of force you to prove it though. And this is not one of them. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think there's a company mandate, but it's like the mandates follow whatever the state they're in calls for. Do you think some companies may end up mandating it for their employees? They mentioned it today that the federal government might. Yeah. Might well, that's what I was thinking. The, the federal government is leaning that way. It looks like they're going in that direction that they're going to mandate all federal employees be vaccinated or basically be tested often. Dailies. I'm fine. I'm good with daily. That worked. Every time you come into the office, you leave at lunch, you come back, we test you again. We're going to shove this bitch up your uh, nose every long? time you walk in this building. How long, Don, before... Yeah. One of these maskless losers gets on the house floor with one of those giant cardboard posters and talks about how much how much the federal government has spent on daily testing yeah. for for COVID, and it's going to be pitched as some giant fiscal fraud mm-hmm. that that we're spending money on nothing because Democrats just want to do nothing but tax you and spend your money and steal your freedom. You forgot to steal your freedom. Forgot about that forgot about that. Always be stealing freedom, Jerry. Always be stealing freedom. That's kind of what we do. You know, we're the no fun freedomless party. But then again, our folks aren't on ventilators for the most part at hospitals because they haven't gotten vaccinated. Yeah. Just tiny point in our favor. There is that. When you're arguing on the house floor about stuff like that, not good for the country. Mm Mm-mm. It's not good for the country. It's not good for healthcare workers who basically, a lot of them were kind of traumatized. Yeah. And we are willingly and spitefully putting them back in the same position, which ultimately, by the way, could affect all of our healthcare. Well, not just that. We thought about this when we had the main thing going on in 2020, and now it's happening again, where the, your, your ER and ICU units are 90 plus percent filled in Georgia. So what happens if uh, somebody has a heart attack or wants to get a certain surgery procedure? They're screwing up the hospitals from doing those kind of things once again. By the way, all the treatment and care that all these folks get, you know, it's not on the house. No, it's not pro bono work that they're going down there in the old hospital. Definitely not. (laughs) Right. I was thinking Um, about that. It's not like it's not like when the insurance company at the end of the quarter, the end of the half, they start spreading out how how much this costs and and premiums start getting adjusted. It's not like they're gonna go, you know, hey, Jeff Dunn and Jerry over there, they they got their vaccine, so don't spread it in that direction. Just spread it towards the people who didn't get vaccinated. They absolutely could do that. They They could should do that, right? They They absolutely should do that. They won't. It seems to have worked in the NFL to threaten game checks. Yeah. There's more and more reports of people that weren't going to get it. And the thought of losing game checks and basically having hard work rules, people are like, okay, I guess I'll get vaccinated. And not just your game check, the entire team's game check and the team's check of the team you're playing. So you can not only have your entire team mad at you, but you could have another entire team. But it's working. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw where they're they're floating the idea of paying a hundred dollar incentive to, for people to get vaccinated, and I'm fine with that as long as everybody that's already vaccinated by say say yesterday, pick a date that's already passed, a week ago, a month ago, whatever. Everybody that's been vaccinated by that date, two hundred dollar check first, then. if you come in and get a vaccination. That's not going to budge a single person that's 
But no, this idea of paying people $100 to come in and get vaccinated when so many of us have already done it. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's it should be retro, retroactive or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that a Bible story? What's that? Isn't it like an Old Testament Bible story where the two sons and like the good son? Oh, the prodigal son. Yeah. The one that the went away and they killed the fatted calf? Uh, oh. No. That, that's that's New Testament. That's No, Old Testament son. where the okay. two, the two, they're like they're two brothers and like, like one is goofus and one is gallant. Okay. To use right. the highlights term. Yeah, and I got you. Gallant stays, you know, stays well, he's at home. Yeah. He yeah. works and then Goofus, you know, like goes off. And then when Spin, he, he spends comes back, his inheritance and yeah, yeah comes when he, back. Com- he comes back and the dad is like, oh, thank God you're back. And the good son's like, like, what the fuck? That's you know? the prodigal son. That's the, I, that, I, that's the that's parable new, of the prodigal son. That's New Testament. Yep. New that's Testament, some Jesus yeah. stuff right oh, there. Oh, that's new? That's straight uh, up yeah. Jesus shit. Yeah. It, you know what? Yeah. This is an atheist podcast. I'm not supposed to know. <laughs> and, I, and I don't. And now you do. Now but yeah, do. that was actually a story that always kind of made me scratch my head. Why Why? Why? Why isn't this guy getting a kick in the ass? That, that have, That's what happens at home. Yeah. If I was the older brother, I'd be a little bit pissed, you know. Oh, oh well, I am the older brother. And it's like, oh, wait, I, that, I would be pissed. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was the point. When I started to become an atheist. (laughs) So why are people getting money now? Like we did the right thing. Now it happened to be the right thing for us personally and for the the community community as a whole. For everybody. Yeah. Nobody was uh, offering me a check or a lottery for $1 million or no incentive. So you know what? Yeah. I want a check. Yeah. If you, you, how about everybody that gets a vaccine gets a check? I posted to the group chat today because I wanted to know before I posted something. This is a remarkable amount of restraint, by the way. Somebody had posted basically an an anti-mask meme that was a Facebook friend that classifies himself as a humanist. And my question was, is it in poor taste to point out that you should probably take that from your bio? If that's the way you refer to yourself, but you think if that's the way you think about masks, the meme was something to the effect of, are they wearing those masks because because they're afraid to die? No, they're wearing them because they're afraid to live. Okay, maybe we should ask the podcast resident humanist. Jeff, defend your people. I did ask Jeff and Jeff replied that it was not in poor taste. Do you stand by that statement, sir? I mean, you know, I, I guess I might have a funny definition of humanism, but, you know, to me, humanism means that you're not just about yourself, but, around, you know, you're, you're kind of wanting to take care human? of fellow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so if you're not doing that, then we need to revoke your card, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it, there's a humanist <laughs> card now? Yes. <laughs> we came up with a humanist card back around like episode 30. We haven't yeah, printed them yet, but, you know. But that was that was my idea was that you should probably take that. If, if that's the way you really feel, if that's the way you feel, you should probably take humanist out of your bio because I don't think you qualify anymore. And if you don't understand why, you probably never did. Was this David Silverman you're talking about? What's that? David Silverman? No, no, no. It's just Because he calls himself a humanist, too, and he's certainly yeah. not. Now, this was just a, a random so, Facebook friend. Take his so, card. So there's a so I, I would love to hear more about this humanist litmus test, because I, <laughs> I want to know if I pass. I have no authority to take you know because we don't have any cards, so I can't revoke your card if we don't even have cards. So 
We can call down to the home office and stop the card from getting printed, though. I mean, we can definitely do that. I mean, we, we can call the press. <laughs> For but sure. I think we know Jerry well enough and have known Jerry long enough uh, to vouch for his humanist bona fides. Yeah. See, Jeff, Jerry. I'm a humanist and I don't even try. See? Exactly. You, you shouldn't have to try to be a humanist. Just be a decent person and that's it. Pretty easy. Don't be a dick. Did they engage? I ended up not replying. Enough, enough people called him out on it but never took it to that. I think it's kind of appropriate. Like, like I could see Jeff defending humanism to somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would actually think he would do that. Jeff, you would do that more than Don would. Because that would, yeah, that, if, I, oh, if you didn't get kicked off of Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you had access. You, you, you know. social media hooligan. Mm. No, I'm back on it, but I'm just, I'm real low key. So, oh, is that where <laughs> it happens? On Facebook or on Twitter? It's on Facebook. They heard yeah. you. Yeah. They heard you. Uh, oh. you you're done now. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get canceled. Uh oh. Again, canceled. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> right. That's all right. So speaking to Jimmy, yeah, been busy this week. It really wasn't this week. It was more towards like today, uh, last couple days maybe. I don't Yesterday know. Earlier this week. Oh, actually, you know, actually, you know, he did. He did step on some toes earlier in the week. I he, I, he, I stand he corrected. Got, he got blocked by yeah. the classic country vocal group, the Oak Ridge what? Boys. Yeah. What? Elvira, baby. Yeah. What did Jimmy do? Uh, apparently, he did not live up to the humanist don't be yeah. a dick ethos. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. The, or, the Oak Ridge Boys apparently tweeted about a close friend of theirs that was down with a bad case of the COVIDs. But a vaccine, a loud vaccine denier. Hmm. And poked fun at the vaccine. Jimmy was, I think he was just pointing out the irony of the situation. Yeah. As one I don't does. Think, uh, I don't think talk show hosts spend a lot of time on irony in their Oh, in their you're talking about that guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name now, but yeah, yeah. His name is Phil Yeah, he's Valentine. on the ventilator now. Yes. Yeah. As a precautionary measure, as, as, you know, his publicist treated out. Yeah. He is hugely pro-vaccine now. Oh, go figure. Interesting how that works. So He's so, kind of like the prodigal son. Uh, Oh, and, and by the way, you guys are the older brothers basically yeah. saying, fuck you. What the fuck? That was my fatted calf. God damn it. <laughs> Where's the grace? Yeah. Where's the grace for Phil? You know what? He's on the team now. Shouldn't that be enough? Or do we want well, him to pay for his sins? Well, the reason we were blocked was d- no matter what, this was what I said, uh, at least it was tweeted before we were blocked. No, no matter what your political leanings are, we'll block all who hate. Okay. Which, pretty humanist of the Oak Ridge Boys. They didn't block their friend, the, uh, the COVID-denying uh, talk show host. And somebody in that thread said, why are liberals so mean? Oh, jeez. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy had a meme for that. The few likes that it got on Twitter ultimately... <laughs> Cost the Godless Heathens podcast Twitter account from ever seeing the Oak Ridge Boys again. Oh, the meme did it. Huh? That's when, boom, you're out of here. It yeah. was a block I mean, if, officially. If the Oak Ridge Boys announce that they're playing at White Christian Nationalist uh, Haven Stone Mountain, like in a month from now, we're never going to know. But, you know, if oh. they only announce it on Twitter. Man, <laughs> that, that hurts. We will find out that it had happened. They're like, hey, did you go to the Oak Ridge Boys show? What? Didn't know they were in town. Oh, it's going to be brutal. It, you know what? That'd be COVID stock, because people that I bet the, I bet the vaccination rate of people that would go see the Oak Ridge Boys would be under twenty five percent. Pretty 25%. low, pretty mm-hmm. low. 
Yeah. yeah. So what, what was the meme that, that uh, Jimmy posted that caused the, uh, the blockage? There's a kind of a classic picture of a couple of dotardians at one of his rallies that says, Trump 2020, fuck your feelings. A husband and wife in matching T-shirts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and okay. there's hmm. a comic book dialogue bubble coming out of their mouth saying, please respect our feelings at this difficult time. Mm. And oh, okay. Jimmy posted the meme and said, this you about liberals being mean and the Oak Ridge boys mm. did not like it. Who knew they well, were so active on Twitter? It's well, it's their Jimmy though. It's it's you know hey. I'm sure the Oak Ridge boys themselves are not. No, on there, I think but... it was a guy with the big beard. It was definitely him. <laughs> Is he the um papa um papa um papa mau mau guy? Um, <laughs> uh, say that again. He was he the what? <laughs> the um papa mau mau guy. Is that him? <laughs> you know what, Don? Now I'll never know. We'll never because well, we'll never see him live. Yeah. And, but, and now that is a that's an earworm. And but I'm, I'm sure I I'm sure it was there. I'm, I'm sure it was there. There, Jimmy. I mean, sure it was yeah, because the Oak Ridge Boys. I mean, they hail from Eastern Tennessee, liberal Bashkin, Eastern Tennessee. You know, so I'm sure that they, you know they're fine with it. You know, well, so. It's so unusual for them then to to be probably anti-mask. I don't know. Yeah. And who else did uh, who else did Jimmy offend this week? Grammy nominated. Not winning, but Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum-selling R&B. I forgot all the the, the descriptions. Uh, Dance Hop, I think, might have been one of them. I don't even know what that is. And, and, and something else. But Pebbles, uh, recording artist Pebbles, is none too happy with not a friend of the pod. Not, no, not, not down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was this, uh, Kerfluffle? Had a little hearing at the... At the uh, in Washington this past week, where some Capitol Police officers told about a tourist trip that they oversaw. You remember? Did yeah. y'all catch yeah, me in over, that? Overreacted to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely went batshit crazy over some tourists. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. They won some acting awards on Fox News. She was basically replying to that with a bunch of superficial religious bullshit. And Jimmy did not take to it well and pointed out to her that many of the people... Many, uh, People's a, a, a terrorist, I think was the term you used, not people, terrorists. Many of the terrorists in the crowd that attacked the Capitol on that day believed that they were on a holy mission. Right. And pointed out that religion throughout history has always been a part of this problem and not a path to the solution. You know, and what's interesting, too, is one of the officers pointed out how many Christian artifacts he saw in that crowd. Is that what Jesus that was in reference to? Jesus is my Lord, yeah. Trump is my president, flags, and, and all. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, very highly religious. Well, Pebbles doesn't agree with you. Pebbles immediately went to the it's a relationship, not a religion, bullshit uh, apologetics line. So right. you can tell that she, she's not willing to engage on a real level. And, and then uh, some other people, you know, chimed, not not many, but a few people chimed in about afterwards. And no, then no, you got not, blocked yeah, from Pebbles. That's, that's, no, I didn't get blocked. Pebbles, hey, shout out to Pebbles. She did not block us. Still right? love you, Pebbles. Oh, okay. Okay. Still love you, Pebbles. We still down. So what is what is the block count then? Oak Ridge, um, Franklin, not Franklin Graham. Ken Ham. Oak Comfort. Ridge Boys. Ray Comfort. Yep. Ray Comfort. And All that's right. a, I think that's about it. 
Okay, you know, we, Jimmy. Jimmy's not trying hard enough. Then can't get Greg Locke to block us. He just won't. It's not in his wheelhouse. It, oh, it doesn't it, advantage. It him. hurts his brand if right. he blocks us. Totally. You know? That's counterproductive. Right. Man right. knows what he's doing. Speaking of, he's having his. I guess starting this weekend, he's having it where anybody that comes to his church with a mask will be asked to leave. Masks I'm, are prohibited at his church. Yeah, I'm it's pretty sure that's been the case this whole time. Oh, I'm sure nobody's showing up at the First Baptist Church of East Bumfuck or whatever he, he, he leads that, and, and warn, you know, the, the God is my Savior, like Trump this. is my president mask in, into the service. You might, might as well show up with a dildo sticking out of your purse. It, it'd go over <laughs> better. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How do you deal with it? Well, he's still meeting outside in a tent. Right, he is. So, yeah, because he knows he'll, he'll get shut down if he goes inside. So he's got to do it outside. But there's him mm -hmm. times the whole rest of the country. You know, like there's when school boards meet, you always hear and see the anti-mask brigade. Yep. And are there, you know, now I'm going to sound like Jeff. Are there people who are pro-mask that just don't get heard because the media doesn't want them to be heard? Are they not showing up to school board meetings to further their mask agenda because they've got better things to do? But the thing is, if they're not showing up to school board meetings, the only people that are going to be heard are going are to the be the anti-ones. Right, yeah. So the vaccinated and the non-crazy people actually need to show up at these things and organize. And there's an argument to be made that we are too comfortable in the comfort of our own arguments to actually fight in the places where these things are being discussed. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's a kind of a look in the mirror moment for all of us, self-included, that complain electronically. I haven't gone to a school board meeting to wait for 45 minutes to get three minutes to say my piece, but maybe I need to STFU until I do it because they're going to shout us down. And we think that it's so silly, it's not worth engaging. And then they end up potentially expanding or getting more credit for their side than they actually have people behind it. Right. Yeah, yeah the, the squeaky yeah. wheel gets the grease kind of concept. Yeah, yeah, somebody trying to make up their mind if they're going, you know what, I'm going to start watching school board meetings and figure out if I need to wear a mask or not. They're going to get pretty much one side of the story. Nobody shows up at a school board meeting to learn. No. They show up to make their case. They're making speeches, right. If we're not proactively making our case, then we are kind of letting them win. And we can scoff all we want at what they say and what they think, and it is entirely scoffable. But if we're not fighting it, then that's our bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I, you know, I, I totally agree and... We, Probably need to do that. But at the same time, I always think we're not going to change any minds on that side. Yeah. And, and, and who know, wants to I, sit in a room for 45 minutes with a bunch of people who haven't been vaccinated? Right. Then you look at the makeup of the Cobb County School Board, predominantly you know, Republican people on there in the majority right now. They're the ones that have the votes. They're going to disregard anything... We say, too. But, you know, I still think the voice is important to be heard, at least for the people. I don't know how many people actually you know, go back and look at the videos online or whatever. Mm. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. No, damned if we don't. Yeah. I mean, really da damned if we don't. And look, self-included, that hit me this week that they might be winning the messaging war because they actually get out there and advance the position. And... The position seems so ridiculous, it's almost not worth engaging. But if that's the case, 
they kind of win. Right, right. Whether we want to or not, we're going to have to fight again. And probably, honestly, over everything. The idea of that makes my shoulder sag. Well, and, you know, I know this is a little tangent here, but it's kind of related. So Fulton County, the Georgia legislature passed that law fairly recently about where they can take over the voting board, what do they call it, the election board of whatever county they want to. So now it looks like they're moving forward with that for Fulton County to put into question whoever the head guy there is. So, I mean, that is in motion now. So, you know, the only way you can really fight that, you know, at this point, I think, is with protests. You know, well, I mean, you know, other than voting and voting people out, but I mean, what other options do we have at this point to try to offset those kind of those kind of actions? So I don't think it's a case of having choices. I think it's the choices that we have are awful, and that's why we don't do it. And to protest or the idea of protest, I don't think it's enough. Like you'll hear every once in a while. Something happened that was so bad that the, you'll hear, you know, general strike. You think there's ever going to be a general strike in the in the United States? There ain't no way. There ain't no way. No, but in this example, though, let's say the Georgia representative, whatever you call, you know, their legislatures, the House, the House installs a Republican in the Fulton County voting board. And takes over the voting like the apparatus and all of the processes and logistics of voting in Fulton County. There is no longer local control. Right. So they would get to dictate how many voting machines go where, how many uh, ballot boxes, you know. the Whose votes are counted. Right. Yeah. All that. We need to point out that Fulton County is where most, Atlanta goes over two counties, the city limits of Atlanta. Fulton County has most of Atlanta in it, but DeKalb has part of Atlanta in it as, as well. But Fulton County is one of the major of, of the metro Atlanta counties. Yeah, and, which is de- Democratic. Yes, yes, mostly, yes, mostly Democratic. Right. What are you going to do about it, Jeff? Well, that's my, my question. So they do that. What do we do? Just sit back and go, okay, I guess that's all we can Well, what's the alternative? You take a day off of work and you go down to the Fulton County Commission headquarters and you do a sit-in. And 50,000 people basically just sit outside and don't let anybody from the legislature walk in and, quote, take it over. Now, they can probably do it all electronically, but you think you're going to get the the rallies or the the sit-in starts at 10 o'clock. And how many people are going to be like, well, I can't take the day off. How am I, you know, how am I going to get down there? Who's going to take care of my kids? Where am I going to go to the bathroom? But what's it going to take to basically throw away what you got? Like, throw it away. Like, I'm going all in on, quote, saving democracy. And I'm not, I'm not mocking it. I'm not mocking it at all. But one of the reasons it doesn't happen is because a lot of people that are in situations like ours ultimately probably are going to make a choice. Am I going all in and giving up everything I have? I got If I lose my job for this, my whole family loses health insurance. That's probably why you see the slow slide of that kind of stuff in the, the Eastern European countries that have gone more authoritarian. It's kind of, what, what can you do? That's uh, kind of depressing. Well, it, it is if you allow yourself to think about it. And I don't think a lot of people want to. Right. Yeah, I don't blame them. 
Yeah, a lot of people don't want to think about how the uh, the January sixth thing was uh, so close to turning our country over to who knows what. You know how close we came to authoritarian takeover. And yet, it didn't happen. Well, not that, but the further we get away from it, the deeper the rewrite goes. The history? Yeah. Who gets well, to write the history? I I I can't talk about history because. I send bad texts. Um. <laughs> I'm glad to see that somebody's finally holding Nancy Pelosi's feet to the fire for what she did on that day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's high right. time. What she allowed to happen. On her watch. Definitely on her watch. Isn't there a Senate? What? Excuse me? Shut up. With What's facts. that word? I've never heard of that. What's yeah, that? exactly. Who runs yeah. it? Have no idea. Mm-mm. Part of the deal, when you are Speaker of the House, you... I mean, well, you, you take the lunch order. You know, who wants pepperoni? Who wants sausage? But also, you tr- you're in charge of the police at, at the Capitol. Apparently, you know, so. that's a, that's a little little quirk in, in the Constitution. Little known that, fact. Little known little known tr- piece of trivia. Yeah, I don't think Nancy. Speaker of the House is also in charge of the Capitol Police. She's the commandant. I think they call her her so commandant. To, of so the, today, of the, the, the idiot caucus went to the prison. <laughs> Where some of the people who are are charged with offenses on January sixth are held as as a you know uh, humanitarian, you are treating these people poorly and political and we, prisoners. Look, yeah. we, we, look we, we can laugh at it. Who's, who's the idiot caucus? It, it, it well, MTG the, for one, right? The, Matt Gates. Matt Gates. I think, I think Louis Gohmert. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. There's even a part where... They went to a federal prison. Well, wherever they're being held. A federal facility let somebody in to visit prisoners who has sex trafficking charges hanging over them at this point. The point wasn't to visit and comfort the prisoners. The point of it was to just make a scene. Okay. And decry how poorly they're being treated. And actually, our least favorite congresswoman like a half a minute into the video basically asked to see the supervisor in perfect karen form really yeah <laughs> Swear. Now, I, did, I did see the one where they were talking and they got shouted down by by counter protesters that was a couple uh, of days prior that one was the, the woman walking behind matt gates for a full minute repeatedly asking him mr gates congressman gates are you a pedophile are you a pedophile, Mr. Gates? And just repeat, just... Was that the same one where, where the guy was doing that whistle nonstop? That might have been the same day. He had the whistle in his mouth, and he had a mask on mask, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, that way they couldn't prove he was the one with the whistle. Hey, you know, I got... <laughs> <laughs> it appears to be coming from this masked gentleman here, but I can't tell. <laughs> okay. I have a problem with this. With what? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, I, ha- I have a problem with... People showing up with whistles? Do you have a problem with people expressing their opinion in a functioning democracy, Jerry? Yeah. Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> no, I have... I have I, and the theater, I get. Mm-hmm. But when does that stop? When does the harassment of, you got our guy, we're going to get a hundred of your guys. This tit-for-tat game where there's... No winners, and then I think our side ultimately loses more because we don't like to play that game. Mm-hmm. 
And I honestly, I don't want to play that game. I don't think it's good for discourse. I don't, it makes things worse than they already are. And the little hit of, yeah, like, we got you, you asshole. I get it. I get it. Because he is. But at what cost? You got to look at who it was, where, you know, what they were doing. And th- no, you they're do just, not. No, no, you do not. Because no, no, that, that is a rationalization no. for dickish behavior that we don't want. I don't want, I don't want to see Elizabeth Warren followed like that. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see, I, you know what? They already oh. treat Nancy Pelosi as like this demon woman. And AOC has received this treatment times a hundred yeah. since she got in. On the steps of the Capitol. And it yeah. sucks. Fr- from other members. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a represent. I'm drawing a blank on her name, Katie something from California, where that kind of happened at one of her talks. Porter. Yeah, Porter. Katie Porter. Thank you. So, yeah, so I see what you're saying is is like, so where does that kind of back and forth stop? Yeah. What is it gain? What is it? Yeah. Look, I, I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth because it's my podcast, too. If somebody disagrees, they should get their own podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Low barrier to entry, people. The other part of me absolutely wants to fight back. I understand it. Like the thing that happened this week between Jamie Raskin and the whole podcast is like, you know, I think I've said asshole more than on <laughs> the last 50 episodes, but that's the guy from Athens. Yeah. Like yep, a yeah, U.S. Yeah. representative from Athens that said, and he might have a point, that he was misquoted or taken out of context for the tourist bit the, the quote that the, the people that came to the Capitol were orderly, it was like a tourist visit. And there, and you sent the video, it was like 15, 20 minutes long, where he's going at it with uh, Representative Jamie Raskin. Yeah. And I people like that should be challenged. Absolutely should be challenged. But when you've got people in Congress screaming at each other, not only what kind of message does it send, nothing is getting done that day. But we'll just call this like both sides segment. You can't also let them get away with that. Right. Like you can't let them rewrite history. You can't right. let them not be accountable, particularly the people that may have had a hand in starting it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And to basically say that it wasn't really a big deal, this asshole was one of the guys holding the door shut. When the, right. the yeah, horde right. was on the other side of the door. Was that where Ashley Babbitt was shot? No, this was... No, that was inside that was the inside. chamber. Okay, okay. He was inside the chamber holding the door, and there yeah. were agents with guns, like, Pointing ready at the for door. somebody to come... They, you know what? If Ashley Babbitt came through that door, she'd, she'd have been be dead there, too. Yeah. And this guy was holding the door, and I kept waiting, like, if that was the case... Who are you holding the door up against? Those yeah. tourists. Right. Those like, tours are, they're, they're, this is not part of the tour, this area. Look, what he said has a thread of truth to it. Because Wait, what? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to have to fill us in on this one because okay. I, I watched that whole interchange between the two of them. And right. I, I, did not, I did not leave that, not that confrontation the same. who went in mm-hmm. busted through to do it. No, there that's were not people, true. Yeah. That, that, that like the doors were opened for them and in the name of not being overrun. Yeah. And there were people that walked in and out orderly. Yep. Now, look, 
who knows what percentage it was. And the only reason they did it was because they didn't want to have another uh, another battle with people. Like the cop was saying, when he was being attacked and beaten, he thought about using his, his service weapon, but he knew it was going to get taken from him and used against him. Right. That's not the people that he was referring to. Yeah. There were yeah. people that did walked in kind of orderly like a tourist. But they still walk through a crowd of people assaulting a building. Well, I mean, everybody yeah. outside, there weren't drum circles. You know, I, nobody I, was playing <laughs> hacky sack. You know, it's not there a, was a fucking assault going on in a building, and somebody's just like, oh, let's just walk in and check it out. Traffic no, no, park no. in Asheville? No, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, long, long as I'm here. That was basically his argument. Like, he was trying to duck it. Yes. Right. 100% of the people did not crawl through a broken window. Yes, sir. You are correct on that point. But other than that, you're full of shit. And he got called on it. When you've got people screaming at each other like that, I watched it and I, I got depressed. By the way, that guy needs to be accountable. So I can't have it both ways. As much as the one side is blowing smoke up our asses, I want to see more screaming from the other side, calling him out on it. Well, there's you won't because there's not that many of them. Mm -mm. What, of, of people calling it out on our, on our side? Uh, no, on the Republican side. Mm. But there's enough of them. I mean, two of them got tried to get appointed uh, to the committee. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's like in the case of the straw house that was blown down, uh, Representative Big Bad Wolf has a few questions he'd like to ask. What the fuck is that? But, uh, yeah, I think that's a thing that, that a lot of people haven't really gotten their, their heads around is this is not a two-party system anymore. I mean, you could count on one hand, you know, like the Liz Cheney's and the— um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy that that's um, the other guy that's Adam, on the committee. Adam Kinzinger, but Kinsinger, go ahead. yeah, Kinzinger. Yeah. So name me some more that are in the sane camp. In other words, the traditional sane Republicans. That doesn't prove your premise that there's not two parties. There's still yeah. two parties. Well, yeah, but not in the traditional sense. So I mean, absolutely most... traditional sense. You just don't like the way one is behaving. Yeah. They are as traditional a party as they always have been, and how they function. What they believe is way off the reservation. Mm -hmm. What their but goals are and, and what they're willing to do to achieve them? Well, that's, that's, that's true. If you look at the long history, yeah, they've been very anti-democratic. Oh, careful careful with history. Mm. Uh, okay. Mm. A landmine there. Mm. I'll do the bunny quotes for that. Okay. But, but I mean, yeah, if you, if you read the long history of that, party. And keep in mind that the party shifted. It used to be the Democrat party that was kind of the, the bad guys back in the day. There was a shift. But yeah, I mean, you know, so we, we just kind of played along for a long time thinking that this is, this is normal, that both sides actually want a, a democratic republic. So we kind of placated ourselves into that belief. Or that we both want the same thing, we just have different paths of achieving it or something. Right, yeah. Some are more socially, you know, or fiscally conservative, but that's okay. We both want democratic rule and the, the, the voice of the people and that kind of thing. As long as it's white and male, we're, we're down. Well, I mean, no, that's, they don't you know. say that. They want their, they, what they want. They don't say any of those things. They say they want freedom. They want freedom. Liberty. Ability to make dis liberty. Mm -hmm. and make decisions for themselves. 
But they don't ever finish those sentences. It's the same thing like the people that say that the Civil War was over states' rights. Yeah, right. finish the sentence. The right for a state to, to you know, people own in that state to people. own other people as property. That's really a good analogy for the issues that we face. Because if we are still arguing that, I mean, come on, man. How it's, are you it's, the, get... it's, it's the same thing, though. They say they want freedom. Okay, well, freedom to what? To push their beliefs onto everybody else. And to hold other people as lower members of society. If they win an election, they have the right. Well. That's why they're going to rig the elections. Well, they got another they're, choice. It, it worked. It, Jeff, you were going to say something. I'm going to be quiet for a second. No, I, I was going to say like what Don's saying. It's, it's, it's working. They're, they're doing it. They're in the minority, but they have the power. Not everywhere. They're not in the minority. Mm-mm. But in the places where it counts, well, we have a rigged system from the get-go. Our Senate system of, of two represent or two senators per state is a rigged system. Yeah, it's a rigged system now. It was designed as a rigged system. I don't think it was initially set up to be a rigged system. I think when they initially set it up, they, there was an argument be- between, well, it needs to be based on this, and it needs to be fair, it needs to be equal, and all the rest. So they let's do both. But as, yeah, as we expanded west, then... Yeah, but the, 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 the fact the, that, like, North Dakota has two senators and California has two senators right, is exactly. asinine. Yeah, you that know? was intentional. The fact that and, the, the and Dakotas that was... itself has four and California has two is, is insane. Right, but that's by design. Yeah. Right. You're not going to get that changed. No. Well, it, it could if we allow D.C. stateship and um, Puerto Rico... Uh, they're not going to, Jeff. They're not going to allow anything. Hmm. But we can't because we don't. We don't have the votes. You're going yeah. to have to take it. You're, you're going to have. You're going to have to take it. You're going to have to inflict your will on them. That doesn't feel like a democracy. Inflict my will on who? On Republicans. You're going to have mm-hmm. to basically take over the apparatus to the point where they can't say no. You almost need like a supermajority. Yep. And as long as we strive for fairness, it's a losing game. We want to make things fair and they want to rig things in their in their well, favor. Well, it's already rigged against us right yeah. now. So, yeah. Yeah. But so, it's so. like you take an example of, of like a, a state that is actually 50-50. We, we would want to split the states up so that the same number of representatives come out of that state from both sides. And they absolutely have no intention of doing that. We'd rather draw the lines so that if there's 12, we get eight and you get four. And that's part of their plan. So we're screwed. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, you always have a choice. Do you want to give up the comfort of your of your middle-class existence to burn the system down? I, 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 look, that'd be tough. Yeah. If it ever got to the point, I don't know when there is a point where it's like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I'm going all in. Usually countries like that, they don't last a long time. Mm-mm. You know, the military ends up rolling through the streets in a tank. Well, and this sounds really kind of perverse, but isn't that kind of what the insurrectionists were kind of thinking in their minds? This was their last hope for saving how they define a, uh, the United States? They thought that since they were pro-military, the, pro- the military was pro-them? Well, not just that. This is what America was actually intended to be. And I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to risk everything. I'm going to risk risk my life, uh, my life, my arrest, all that kind of stuff to take the uh, the country back. So, are you suggesting that's what we might need to do at some point? I mean, dang, I got to be careful. No, I would hope that wouldn't happen. 
But you know what the alternative is? Is a slow motion drip, drip, drip where, oh, you thought you had a local election board? You don't anymore. You thought you could vote? We don't really think your ID is good enough. <laughs> I don't think it'll even go that far. Just be a case of, oh, we'll let you vote. <laughs> we ain't counting. Look, that's something that we have always completely and totally taken for granted was going to be above board. Yeah. The counting of votes. We never even thought about it. And now, anytime a Democrat loses, they're going to reenact what's going on in Arizona. You mean a Republican loses? Sorry. Like, there is not going to, there are going to be very few Democratic uncontested elections going for, or wins going forward. Yeah. So you don't have to throw yourself in and storm the Capitol like Ashley Babbitt did. But otherwise, what's left? They did it here and they did it in a bunch of other states. And the reason why they even were attacking on that day, let's not forget, is because the election was being certified. That was Electoral College Day. Right. And they hate Pence more than anybody. That was the goal, to stop the certification of the election. Absolutely. Send it back to the states where they could decertify. Going back a little bit to what we were talking about, how people walked in orderly and all the rest. One of the women that they quoted in that whole thing was talking about how it was beautiful. Nobody was there to do destruction. Nobody was there to vandalize anything. We were there to overtake the government, was, was her quote. That's what we were there for. We weren't there to spray paint on the walls. We weren't there to take a shit in the hall. We were there to overthrow the government. Period. That did happen, though. Yeah. yeah. Our preference would have been if you just would have got gone in there to shit on the walls. That would have yeah, been fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, we could have handled that. But, but you know, my, my so, so my uh, reason for hope, <laughs> 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 you know, maybe, you know, since, since the other side are the ones that are not masking and are getting sick and dying and stuff like that, maybe, maybe their voting base is going to uh, shrink even more. That's, that's kind of a morbid way to think of that. But, you know. But it's almost kind of heartening because you think the rules would still apply. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Because their their voting base is being shrunk by COVID that there's no way they can win an election now because they just really won't have the numbers. That is a religious term, faith in the system. Right. They don't share that. Like they, they're going to manipulate the system. But if we have a pandemic of the non-vaccinated for the next year, a lot of this problem is going to take care of itself. Think about it this way. If you hear about somebody that has not been vaccinated, you don't bother thinking at this point, at least it, I, I, I'm going to pull a Jerry. I'm just going to speak for myself. At this Good point, I, I don't think to myself, are they not vaccinated for religious reasons? Or are they not vaccinated for political reasons? Because they're pretty much the same bullshit in the same basket. At right. This point. Yeah. yeah. They're you intertwined. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be solely one or the other. That's an unholy matrimony there between those two. And if somebody has not been vaccinated, it's going to be partially religious and partially political. And the two influence each other. We've been at this for over a year now. So it's not unfeasible that it could go on for another year. But if it goes on for another year and 95 plus percent of the people that are being infected, hospitalized and dying are the unvaccinated, that can't be good for that side. Can't be. Right. But again, you're still playing like there's actually rules that they would follow. And because the math doesn't work anymore, that they're yeah. not going to win. And they're yeah. not, they're not going to play that way. Math's irrelevant. It, to some extent with them. The way, the way they're trying to set the system up, like we talked about when, when the whole election was on where, where everybody was talking about, well, what if they just seat their own Republican electors and, and all that that was going Coming on? Coming to a state house in you in 2024. 
It is. Well, let me ask you this. If, if they're willing to do this in 2024, why didn't they do it this last time? Because they didn't well, know how to do it. They, they, they hadn't thought about it. They didn't know how to do it. But there were, there were certain states that were in a position that they could have done this. I think Pennsylvania was. There may have been enough people that scoffed at it. Mm-hmm. It was beyond the pale. Well, the pale is right up front now. Yeah. We could go beyond the pale pretty fast. It's just, it's a very small step <laughs> to get past. It, it, right. And they didn't have the rationale, quote unquote, before Trump came up with, you know, all of that. But honestly, just hypothetically speaking, Pennsylvania had all everything in place, just happened to be, everything was in place. They could have done this this year. And they did it. What would have happened? Would we have just, with the entire country, just, oh, well, I guess we got bamboozled. Trump's in. You know what? Chuck Todd would have had them on Meet the Press. <laughs> Probably. <And> he, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm only slightly kidding. But is it the system self-correcting enough where that would have no. been taken care of? No. No. I, you know what? I wouldn't want to find out. I w- you know, we haven't paid. It would have been a constitutional we, crisis shit. so far over our skis. You know? You know, look, we didn't we didn't pay or I didn't pay as much attention probably as I should have to what was going on in Arizona. That was batshit and continues to be batshit crazy. Yeah. And to have to trash an entire state's worth of voting machines because of this ludicrous conspiracy theory driven recount. But aren't they paying for all of this? This, yeah. this isn't. No. No. The, the, no. Uh, the citizens of Arizona are going to pay oh, the bill for oh, all this okay. stuff, right? And by the way, do not mistake this for anything more than a blueprint. Here's what we did. Oh, this didn't work. We're going to we're gonna do this this time. And we're going to change this. Like, that's, that is a threat to the system that we have totally taken for granted. Because it's already happened. Like, it's it's already, it's happening in front of us. It's not some theoretical conspiracy theory of ours. You could see it. The laws, the laws were immediately passed all over the place. Yeah. They're still dicking around with the votes. The MyPillow guy, which, by the way, is my recommendation. There's an <laughs> there's a interview with a... She's actually a pretty conservative writer in The Atlantic. And she goes out and has lunch with Mike Lindell. Get And out. basically calls him like a genuine threat to American democracy. Oh, wow. Just that one individual that makes pillows is a threat right. to... Right, and that's exactly, that's exactly why he's overlooked because he's such a clownish buffoon. Mm-hmm. And he's a pillow guy that, yep. you know, a former crackhead... Yeah. Pillow salesman. Pillow CEO. Who has doubled down on advertising on right-wing channels and still believes, still believes in either next month or in September, Supreme Court's going to vote 9 nothing and put President Dotard back in office like he should be. Mm Mm-hmm. He keeps moving that date back, though, I notice. They all, but Jeff, they always do. Hey, he, he's learning from prophecy features. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus coming back. That keeps yeah. getting moved back, too. Well, well, how I do forgot you know? to carry the one. It's next week. My bad. How, next week. Jeff, how do you know he's not coming back? Yeah. Uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I used the wrong pronoun. How do you know they aren't coming back? What, multiple Jesuses? No, what? Jeff. You don't know Jesus' is, is gender? 
Yeah. He might identify oh, as a they. Okay. Yeah. Jesus gets yep. to pick his own pronouns. All right, then. Wouldn't that be a pisser? Jesus comes back with, like, a pride flag. Oh, and, you know, man. I don't want to be called he, him. I want to be they. Oh, that, that would that totally would be, screw him it up. Would, honestly, if that happened, I'd be happy being wrong. I can't believe yeah. I'm the one that's bringing this up, but there was a TikTok video about this. Uh, where a woman was was driving and her and her two <laughs> kids are talking in the back seat of the car, yeah, and and the one kid's talking about how how Jesus is bisexual, and and mom and she goes, where'd you learn that? He goes, in school. They did not teach you that in school. <laughs> what what do you mean? He goes, well, Jesus loves everybody. <laughs> so oh. he, he's got to be bi. If he loves men and women, he's got to be bisexual. He loves everybody. Well, okay. and I'm like, it, it's in the Bible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know where? Got me on technicality. You know. <laughs> His, his uh, disciple John put his head in his lap at the Last Supper. What's up with that? Come on. I what are, don't what are you know this story. Jeff? Yeah. Huh? What are you insinuating, Jeff? You know, what, what's going on with John and Jesus there? Okay, I'm not sure that, not sure that we have time to <laughs> discuss this. But Jim, one what, of the homoeroticism res- of the Bible? What, 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 <laughs> right. We got all day to talk about that. That Last Supper, chicka chicka, wow. So one of the one of the uh, the right wing slappies that responded to Jimmy in the mm-hmm. Fox News uh, oh. thread, yes, did a hashtag that I'd never heard of before. Have you ever heard of hashtag Blue Anon? Blue, blue Anon. as in B-L-U-E Anon? No, like the color, yeah. Yep. So apparently Q-Alon. because we live in a we live in a left wing socialist bubble. bubble mm-hmm. Blue Anon is a loosely organized network of Democrat voters, politicians, and media personalities who spread left-wing conspiracy theories, such as the Russia hoax, Jesse Smollett, Ukraine hoax, Covington Kids hoax, and Brett Kavanaugh hoax. Hmm. Blue Anon adherents fervently believe that right-wing extremists... I I have a hard time... This got to be... It's got to be a joke. But that right-wing extremists are going to storm Capitol Hill any day now and, quote, remove lawmakers from office, hence the need for deployment of thousands of National Guards stationed at the U.S. Capitol. So part of me thinks this is like a Democratic plant, like this description, because the last part of it happened. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because I'm going I'm to cut all this out because I am actually blue and on. Um, I have blue clearance, and I have been dropping blue drops. <laughs> you are blue? I, I, you know, Sorry. You're blue? Sorry. I'm blue. You're blue? I'm blue. Yeah, my bad. But like I said, none of this is getting out. I'm going to cut all this out. Well, I can't wait to the, the title. Yeah. Soon, I, am, yes. I am blue. I'm blue in the face. Blue in the face. Hashtag, hashtag I am blue. But somebody responded to Jimmy's post with the hashtag blue anon. Huh. And I, and apparently it's a, it's a thing in the right wing. Like, it's all the, I'm sure that... Uh, Rachel Maddow is one of the queens of Blue Anon because oh, yeah. she believes the she's, Russia hoax. She, well, she's on the board of directors, you know. So, so that's their answer to QAnon. Yeah, that's they're yes. real clever, real clever. Well, but it is it is to them. Like again, 
stupid to us. But they've 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 taken it and they've kind of repackaged it and then they've applied it to us. And but that's it's what they really do with everything. for those people to believe. So accuse, you do, uh... your, accuse your enemies of your sins constantly. Absolutely. So did you go to Twitter and put in the hashtag just to see, uh, you know, how deep that goes? No, no, no. Like, well, I, I did. Did you fall I mean, down I, the I, blue anon uh, rabbit hole? I, ha- I have not. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I won't. And listeners, it, 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 I can it, see him doing that now. Oh, it, will yep. boil, it, will boil, it will boil my blood. As soon as we're done here, I'm going on Blue and On uh, YouTube. But, and, by the way, uh, there's a lot of lefties on it. There's a lot of hard that th- lefties That, that think it's it. a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Especially the Russia part. Especially the Russia part. Now, Jesse Smollett, come on. Like... I, I don't know why that, other than the folks, other than the fact that it was it was probably black people that defended him initially, yeah. and he let them down more than anyone. Mm-hmm. But you know, like the Russia hoax and the, is it Jesse or Juicy? I, I don't know, but whatever his his name was, those aren't really too equal. No, the whole Smollett thing that got on the list because the guy writing that tweet was like. Hmm. What's pissed me off the last couple of years? Hold on, let me make a list. And he just caught, come up with some shit, and that and that made you know made the cut. But yeah, it's not even nowhere near the same. Learn something new. All right, bad thing. Well, we got Jerry's recommendation. What uh, you got? Anything, Jeff? Uh, more depressing books that I'm reading. Is that what you <laughs> want to know? So I'm reading an earlier book by Kevin Cruz now called White Flight, Atlanta and the Making of Modern Conservatism. A certain historian that yes. may have been on this podcast gave may me or may copy not. of that book to read. What? We need to get him on the pod. Kevin Cruz? Yeah. There's our 100th episode right there. Yeah. I wonder if he would do such a thing. And this is a book about racist Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like, I mean, I've just gotten past the intro and into the first chapter, but, you know, kind of like when they had the slogan about a city too busy to hate, it's like that didn't last real long. And we started to get the white flight and, you know, the barrier structure set up. And, you know, I remember when we moved here to Cobb County in the uh, the late 90s, how there was, they didn't want um, Marta coming out here because, you know, the black folks would come and, Take your TVs and bring it back into town, and mm. no, 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 they would move. They would move there. They, yeah, they they could get back and forth to work. Yeah, easily. So when they they they, I, I remember all this. Yeah, they, they didn't let Marty in. They had their own transit service that that took care of the county that was linked to Marta, but it was a it was not convenient. It was extremely lengthy to make the transfer from one system to the other system. Right. It's not designed to be convenient. No, absolutely. It's designed to keep people out. Yeah. So here, I'll just read this one paragraph here. That was kind of clever. It says, during the civil rights era, Atlanta thought of itself as a city too busy to hate. I think, don't they still show that in Hartsfield somewhere? Yeah, Uh, somehow that's... Um, a rare place in the South where races lived and thrived together over the course of the 60s and 70s. Racists lived and thrived together or races? 
races. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. which right. would probably include. Want to make races. sure. Over the course of the 60s and 70s, however, so many whites fled the city for the suburbs that Atlanta earned the new nickname, the city too busy moving to hate. So anyway, kind oh. of an interesting, uh, I, I, you know, the more you know, the more you're scared. Well, Don, you have a better recommendation? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a recommendation this week. I got nothing. Dang, no shows? No shows you're watching? I'll tell you what I'm watching now, uh, what I'm streaming now. I, I probably have, have given this a recommendation uh, in the past, but if not, I'll, I'll do it now. Amazon Prime Bosch, the series Bosch, the seventh and final season came out uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe as much as a month ago. I'm finally watching the last last season of Bosch. What is Bosch? Other than they make spark plugs, but... Take the boy out of auto sales, yeah. but you can't <laughs> take auto sales out of the boy. No, sir. No, it's... No, sir. It's based on a series of books that Michael Conley wrote. I've read most, if not all of them. Big Michael Conley fan. It's about an L.A. De- uh, homicide detective. But it's, it's neat. They, they've kind of modernized it a little bit because the, the, the guy in the books, he was a Vietnam veteran. In, in an earlier version of L.A., the, the, the series on, on TV made him a Desert Storm veteran. So a, little, little, a couple few changes there, but not, not too big. Oh hey, so I have I have a bonus. Uh oh, bonus, bonus one. Bonus here. recommendation. Tig Nataro has a special on HBO now. Okay. Uh, you know, the first one I got into is like so. This is like an animated stand-up kind of thing. I thought that's a weird, weird concept, but it's kind of drawn me in. It's like an hour, a little over an hour long. Hmm. Um, but it's entirely animated. Now, I'm not quite sure if like the, if she's doing this before live audience and just kind of do an animation over that. I don't know quite all the history of it, but it's it's funny. And She's it's, hilarious. And it's clever. Yeah. It, well, that and then the animation on it has been just, you know, it adds another layer. I never thought about stand up animation. Jeff, so, this uh, is uh this is really pop culture for you. Yeah. I know. I know it. Yeah. And she I remember she did a, a few years back she had a stand up special. I think it may have been HBO as well too. Um, where at the end of it, she talked about her breast cancer and her yeah, yeah. double mastectomy and took her shirt off on stage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very brave. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's quite, quite an interesting, uh, performer and, uh, what's, what's the name of the new special? Do you have that? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, of course, you know, I, just, no I was just thinking of the last minute, but. Nope, no uh, problem. I'll find it and yep. uh, and post it. But yeah, Put she's the... she is hilarious. I like her a lot. She's really really good. Drawn, drawn is what it's called. Okay, which kind of makes sense. It's yeah, if you have if you have like animation. like more chipper podcast topics, reach out to our <laughs> Facebook Facebook group. Argue with Jimmy on Twitter. Yeah, send us an email if you're old, please, please, and and tweet a you know if you're pebbles. Oh, f- for sure. If and or, if you can if you can actually say what Pebbles got nominated her grant her for her Grammy, then you're better than us. No idea who that is. Still, that is not surprising. But but all we you know what that's not Don and I aren't much better. We just know who she is. We don't remember yeah. what she actually said. I, I could not tell you a single song. No. Um, 
So album. it's not on your. It's, mm. it's not in not, your playlist. Not on, yeah, not on my. Um, okay. Not, not in my mix. No. And I had to get yeah. rid of all my Oak Ridge Boy stuff because they blocked us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Banish them from from my Apple Music. Yeah. Well. On that note. On that depressing note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, we'll see y'all in two weeks. See you next time. My gun, he made me mad. The devil's bad. The devil is a bum, but the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil goes. The devil is my friend, and Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla goes. Godzilla is my friend, and Shrinko was my friend, and Bridget was my friend, and Andrew Bob he just popped off. Now Gorbachev is my friend, and Frank Sinatra is my friend. Some of them at the party and 